0: Now,
1: I don't know who he is behind that mask of his, but I do know when we need him. And we need him now. I'll call him, For some reason, the cool bars in Hollywood have to be hard to find and have to have no sign.
2: This is the Cocktail Nation. This week, James Kraus from Auto Universum is on the show as we look at the mighty Corvette. We talk a bit about the passing of David McCallum, I've got an interesting story on the house of Marilyn Monroe, and new music coming away from the Tiki Delights this evening. Let's kick off with The Big Kahuna and The Cobra Cat Pack and I Dream of Jeannie from The Coctination. This is the Cocktail Nation. The Metropole Orchestra OSS 117 theme. It's largely to Coop Cooper with you. Official website, conctonation.net. If you'd like to get in touch with me, shoot me an email via the website. Links there. And you can check out uh, lots of great things as well, like what's going on in the Sydney Penthouse and, of course, our previous playlist.
1: On the Cocktail Nation
3: Designing and building a sports car to uphold American leadership in every field of transportation. It's a completely new idea in automobiles. It's the
2: Cocktail Nation with Coke Coop Cooper. The appeal of sports cars with their accent on driving dynamics, speed and dashing looks have been a popular item since the dawn of the automobile. The global depression and World War II left the sports car market decimated for a while, but they came back roaring after the war. Joining me is James Krauss from the Auto Universum blog. Time to talk about the Chevrolet Corvette Stingray.
3: The Corvette was the first post-war American sports car, but it was never really accepted as such, mainly because when it came out in 1953, it was only available with a two-speed automatic power glide transmission, which immediately took it off the list of any potential sports car buyers. Well, for the 1963 model, the all-new Stingray changed all that. This was a world-class sports car by any definition. It had independent rear suspension one year before Ferrari introduced it on a road car. Two years later, it had four wheel disc brakes, the same year as Porsche put them on a the road car. It was available from day one with fuel injection. And a year after it was introduced, it was available with optional alloy wheels. So all the high tech you could put in a sports car was either standard or optional in the Stingray. And all that technology was covered by another beautiful space age invoking body. The uh, when I mentioned that the E type was the first jet age sports car, I think the Stingray was the first space age looking sports car. It just had you know really fantastic styling, it, it had a, a little bit of flamboyance, but not too much. And it, at the same time, like the E type, it had a a subtle grace and elegance that the Corvette didn't have before and I don't think ever had since. In a small point, but important to collectors today who expect this sort of thing, the stringray was the first sports car to offer powerful, fresh air, fully integrated air conditioning. It used the same high-output AC compressor as used on a Cadillac Fleetwood, where other sports cars at the time, Mercedes, Porsche, or whatever, the air conditioning was always an add-on unit and not very powerful at all.
2: And often refrigerated, weren't they? They were a little bit different to what we, we have today, but the, it was almost like a refrigerated air conditioning inside your car. Uh, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah, well, yeah, like I said, that I don't know if they've ever come out with one quite as powerful as the the aforementioned GM compressor. It was six-cylinder, axial, I forgot how many... Uh, Tons of cooling power it would put out, but it yeah. If you touch the metal outlets, you get frostbite.
2: <laughs> the thing that I find interesting about the uh, the Chevrolet Corvette Stingray is that uh, even by today's standards, it looks like something that somebody would produce today. It has that, such a, a modern look.
3: Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, you put a pair of soft bumpers on uh, and bigger wheels, it would look like a car from a showroom today.
2: Yeah. Amazing
3: stuff. And of course, still the the best looking one was the original with the split rear window.
2: Thanks for that, James. Autouniversum.wordpress.com, the blog to check out for the jet age motoring on the Cocktail Nation.
1: I am Ilya Kuryakin.
2: And would that be Thrush?
1: Who's Thrush?
2: Thrush is an organization that believes the world should have a two-party system. The masters and the slaves. This is the Cocktail Nation. nation Hugo Montenegro, and Solo's Samba. And I thought I'd play that uh, in honour of the TV show Man From U.N.C.L.E. Of course, we lost David McCallum just the other day. I was re-watching the uh, Man From U.N.C.L.E. box set the other night. And in fact, I actually got it, uh, I think it was last Christmas, but I hadn't just got to the box set yet. I was working my way through Mission Impossible, actually. But uh, David McCallum, what a terrific actor. It's funny, when I watched the show as a kid, uh, I, I kind of didn't realise that he was the heartthrob. Uh, I, I kind of preferred Napoleon Solo myself. I thought he was kind of cool. Uh, but uh, the gals really liked uh, David McCallum. <laughs> I thought uh, Napoleon Solo was a very suave cat. Uh, not a surprise, considering who I am. Uh, he was um, an amazing actor, David McCallum, a British actor. who uh, became a star by playing The Secret Agent in the 60s spy drama. He's passed away, of course, at the age of 90. We talked about that last week. Uh, more recently, he was known for his long-running role as a medical examiner on the TV show NCIS. Uh, his role as the mysterious Soviet agent, Ilya Kuryakin in The Man from U.N.C.L.E., won him many fans and made him one of the decade's biggest stars. The series ended in 68, but not before he reached several Emmy and Golden Globe nominations. Terrific actor, and he will be missed, that's for sure. Lounge Life magazine has the story of his life in there. If you'd like to check that out via the website, coctonation.net. Also got uh, the story of Marilyn Monroe's home, uh, last home, being uh, saved from demolition. It was uh, under threat about a a week or so ago. And thanks to uh, Baron von Swankenstein, who uh, sent me uh, a message about this uh, during the week. Uh, Turns out that uh, news of the owner of 12305 5th Lena Drive Uh, wanting to destroy the home, quickly uh, spread and the New York Post reported that it was in the initial stages of the demolition process. It's a four-bedroom, three-bath, Spanish colonial hacienda, which she bought for $75,000 as her third marriage with Arthur Miller came to its end. And it had been evaluated for landmark status in 2013, but that process had been stalled, despite it being as a a movie and neighbour, Rodney Lieber, putting it to the Los Angeles Times. as one of the most famous houses in the world. So hopefully it isn't destroyed. Apparently it's the neighbor, one of the neighbors that actually owns the house that wants to uh, get it uh, demolished and, and uh, redeveloped. I was checking it out on Google Earth as I was stalking Marilyn Monroe's house. And I tell you what, it's a, it's a gorgeous little house, um, a lot bigger than I actually thought it was when I'd seen pictures of this previously. And I thought to myself, oh, it seems like a bit of an ordinary house for a movie star to buy but extremely private, Uh, beautiful house, gorgeous pool that I imagine Marilyn Monroe swam in regularly. bit of a shame if it it does go. Hopefully it remains protected. Also got the story of uh, Nostalgic Magic, 25 unforgettable films from the 60s and 70s that still mesmerise today. And uh, a story I posted up on the website uh, last week, Jack Jones, Singer is in remission right now from uh, leukemia, but fortunately, he looks like he's managed to get through it, which is wonderful news. Check out those stories and a whole lot more via the website, coctonation.net for your Lounge Life magazine. It's a Flipboard magazine. If you're on Flipboard, just simply search up Lounge Life magazine. As I come across stories of retro interest, I put them there. Here's Martin Denny now.
4: Cocktail Nation
2: Nation Project Pimento, you only live twice. Bit a theremin there for you. You know, I was checking out the stats of the show, and I like to keep an eye on how the show's performing, and uh, I'm, I'm big in the US, probably the, the most downloads come from the United States. Uh, surprisingly, when I checked it the other day, uh, the next biggest place, and it wasn't just a fluke, I could see there was a bit of a, bit of a trend there, weirdly is Spain. So, to all my Spanish listeners, uh, hello, and... Uh, Thank you for listening to the show. I was kind of pleasantly surprised. You just never know where the lounge sound's going. Let's check out the World of Swank gig guide. I haven't got any Spanish gigs, but hey, if you're in Spain, you've got a gig, uh, send it to me and I'll put it up on the website. Just email thecoctonation at gmail.com. In the Southern Highlands, just uh, outside of uh, Sydney, Simon Tedeschi and George Washing Machine are performing at the Barrel Memorial Hall in uh, October, October 28th to be precise and the B-Sharp Big Band are playing at the Veneto Club Sundays as a regular gig in
4: Melbourne.
2: Spiders are the only web developers that enjoy finding bugs. Very
4: Cocktail Nation. Not another human in view But us two It's a lazy afternoon And the farmer leaves his reaping And the meadow cows are sleeping And the speckled trouts stop leaping up. hear the grass as it grows. It's a hazy afternoon, and I know a place that's quiet, except for daisies running riot, and there's no one passing by it to see. Come spend this us Daisy is running riot and there's no one passing by it to see. Come-
5: Well, that can't be good.
2: Hello, Cooper. (laughs) Cocktail Nation via the World Wide Web.
5: stars are out tonight my thankful arms are holding tightly to the answer to my prayers I can't believe you're here and there's no way that I deserve to even breathe the same air that you're breathing but here I am and here you are and I thank my lucky stars Shining down, I stand amazed, I'm so astounded Everything's completely changed, my life, my luck It all became perfection since you came along All is right that once was wrong, but here I am and here you are joy and what a blessing fortune shine down from the heavens something's working in our favor consolations came together never even saw one fall and never made a wish at all but here I am and here you are and I thank my Key stars. Mm, what a joy and what a blessing Fortune shined out from the heavens Something's working in our favor Relations came together, never even saw one fall, and never made a wish at all, but here I am, and here you are, and I thank my lucky stars.
2: Nation, Paul Hughes, My Lucky Stars, Cannonball Adderley before that, Bohemia, After Dark, and Jeff Goldblum, and Lazy Afternoon. Got an email from Darren Long from the Tiki Delights this week sending me his latest song. He writes, Dear Coop, there is a new single that's going to be out uh, next on the Tiki Delights CD coming out next year. He said, I took the 1955 Nat King Cole song, A Blossom Fell, and did it Latin style mark riddles on vibes as well he also recorded vibes on two more tracks off the future cd and probably record a few more as well and he said art once again by eric october and available on all digital locations so thank you so much darren long from the tiki delights check them out online thetikidelights.com and here it is latin version of the Nacking cole song a blossom fill i think you're gonna dig it
1: Some fell from off a tree It settled softly on the lips you turn to me The tipsy say. lips, that light, a blossom fell, and very soon, I saw you kissing someone new.
4: session 8 de Couper.
0: Hey, y'all, you're listening to the Cocktail Nation? Coop Cooper. What are you up to?
1: Coop Cooper. Tried in a bit trashy, but
0: uh, give it a go. What
2: will happen on the cocktail nation? <laughs> Mustard, Allegro Blue, juice. Uh, I've been watching this incredible show, uh, and I talked about this, I think maybe six months to a year ago, that was coming out, the Ipgris File TV show, a show that's available on streaming services, and I've finally had it delivered to my service. It's amazing how sometimes it must be digital rights things, Some I could be talking about a show. Or a movie and then i don't see it for ages because it hasn't come out uh, here in australia i guess there's always licensing issues anyway it finally dropped on one of the platforms that i have and i gotta tell you it is terrific i'm just a few episodes in but i'm loving it the Ipcrus file the british cold war spy thriller tv series loosely based on the 1962 Ipcrus file by len dighton and if you get a chance to watch it, you are gonna absolutely enjoy this one. It's a it's a nice little trip into the past, and they've done it very, very well. Next week on the show, an album special coming your way, and a uh, terrific one from Miles Davis that we're gonna uh, dive deep into. And I've been talking about the Ipcris file, gonna leave you with Roland Shaw and his version of the Ipcris file. Stay hip.